Hey, it's Brent from Wage War, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hello. Hey, Chris, we've got Britton on the phone. Hey, hey Britton, how are you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good. Sorry about the technical issues there. Yeah, no Chris problem, Chris is uh, it's a little bit effed up, so you just have to roll with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't deal with technology at all. <laughs> <laughs> I only make virtual instruments. <laughs> technology, please? Fuck that. <laughs> well, cool, man. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. I know you guys are busy, but... You said you're down in Florida today. You got a little bit of time off? Oh, yeah. We're off to, I think, January 7th, and we start our European headliner. Oh, wow. Yeah. You... Oh, wow. Go ahead. Who are you touring with? Um, it's it's us, um, a band called Dead and Thornhill. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, are you taking a full break? Are you guys are you guys prepped already, or do you regroup somewhere along the way to uh, prep for it? Um, we'll probably get together and do a little bit of rehearsal. But, uh, that's about it. We're probably going to do probably kind of the same set we did for our uh, American Pressure Tour headliner. Gotcha. And I assume you've been through Europe before? This is our sixth time back. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Fans, so get, go ahead. You're getting used to, to going through Europe then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of trains. <laughs> but the European fans are quite uh, quite into your kind of stuff, right? Yeah, uh, especially Germany. They they love their metal. Um, every time we go over there, it's just absolute just mayhem. Like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, I know the, there's a lot of pockets in the U.S. with uh, that are big in metal, but not as big mm-hmm. as it is overseas or in South America or that kind of thing. Yeah, um, there was one time we uh, played rock in Vienna, and then uh, Rammstein was the uh, headliner, and I've never seen so many people banging their heads at the same time. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Ramstein is so big, man. They're a gargantuan act. Yeah, they're huge over there. Yeah. I mean, even when they tour North America, they sell out arenas, you know, and they don't even sing in English half the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it, it it kind of, to see them overseas, man, their pyrotechnics are just out of this world. I've seen oh, videos, man. yeah. They definitely uh, seem like they go over the top, but firsthand must be amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, what what types of venues are you guys playing when you're over there? Um, here I can actually tell you right offhand. No, you got it right in front of you. Um, so like uh, about five to um, eight hundred cap. Nice. Uh, some of them are a little smaller, but there's like a three three hundred in there every once in a while. But it's mostly five to eight hundred. Nice. So you guys have toured extensively. Then, is there any place you you want to get to that you haven't been to yet? Um, so we've never done like Asia. And I, I see everyone that like does those things, like plays in like Hong Kong and things like that. Looks really sick. You know, you probably can't play any shows there right now. But uh, right. Yeah. I know a <laughs> lot of bands good. are getting into India as well, and that must be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that that side of the world we've never touched, and that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of sick to play some South Africa shows too. That's another oh, big yeah. metal scene, yeah. I imagine yeah. I imagine that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Chris, how would you guys describe the sound of your band? Describe us? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if, if someone has never heard you before, and and you want them to listen to you, how would you kind of 
describe what you guys do? Um, I would just say we, we try to write the best, like, catchy parts, um, especially in our courses and things like that. And we, you know, we're always, we'll always be like a heavy metal band. So we like the, the heavy parts to hit and like the melodic stuff to really, really take off. Um, you know, and especially with the new record pressure, we kind of try to experiment with, you know, playing with different kind of ideas and different sounds and things like that. And it, you know, a lot of, some of the, uh, our older fans are like, it's really experimental, but we were, you know, just trying something a little new. And, and I feel like that if you are a big fan of the heavy stuff, it's still on the record. And if you like the more melodic, there's some songs for you. So it's, it's got a little bit for everybody on this new record. And and then, you know, there's some people that just like the old stuff. So we, we always play that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a little bit for everybody at the live show, for sure. So when you're yeah. writing for the live show, when you're writing for the record, oh, let me repeat this. When you are writing, are you guys writing with the live setting in mind, like how this part is going to come across on stage, or are you writing the song for the song's sake? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, we, you know, you can write those, those really technical melodic things and things like that, but uh, you know, and, and it's not a dig on, on like fans or anything, but sometimes simple stupid is just what what hits sometimes, and, and I don't think our, our record is that, but um, you know, we're like some of the parts that we worked on, we were just like, you know, maybe this might be a little or two of the top. Let's try this type of route, and uh, you know, especially like the song off our second record, like the title track, Dead Weight. We were just trying to make that just like. Easy chance and just the smasher. So we, we definitely take that in mind for sure. Right. And then along those same lines, and then I'll let Chris jump in. How does it make you feel when, like, the energy and the power you envisioned in the studio comes to life in front of that crowd, in front of those 800 people? Uh, it's incredible. Just seeing, you know, a, a crowd sing as one. Um, you know, I never thought when I was 17 years old, you know, practicing metal vocals for Lamb of God that I, I would be, you know, playing shows like that and people knowing, my, knowing the words. So I think it's really sick. And you guys have a pretty rabid fan base as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we just finished out the uh, first tour about three weeks ago. And um, it was at my favorite venue that I, I'd grown up going to as a kid. It was like House of Blues Orlando. So last day of that, we sold it out at 2000. And it was heart, it was heart-wrenching in a good way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emotional as, many, as hell, right? Yeah. There's that many people knowing our songs and having fun. It was, it was very emotional and fun night. And singing those lyrics back to you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Sorry, Chris, I'm hogging the conversation. Go ahead. Uh, this one's second. Um, oh, no, we're good. Sorry. I, I just had a... I was, suddenly I looked at Pro Tools and I was like, oh, no, it's not recording, but we're on the phone. So now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just had one of those moments. I was like, oh, no. Again, I apologize, Britain, for my inept co-host, but it is what it no, is. Oh no, you guys are fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes we all have brain moments, you know, where we just forget things. Have you ever had that moment on stage where there's a song you played like oh, hundreds man. of hundreds of times, and suddenly you're like, I don't know <laughs> what the next chord is. Oh, dude, there was there was one this year. It was the worst one I ever did, and I thought. I thought the song was like towards the end. I'm like, oh, there's another half to go, and I'm singing the end of the song, and I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What's that lyric again? I just did a hundred dates this year, and I can't remember yeah, that one. One of the bands like looking at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and while they're while they're playing, while they're playing their instruments, they're just looking at me, just like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> so awesome. along those along those same lines, and I, I ask this every once in a while, especially to the more popular bands, what has been the worst on stage? I don't know. Can I say fuck up? What has been the worst on stage fuck up in of your career that you can remember? Because I've had bands. Like, I've asked this with other people. And I've had bands. A band that was playing whack and had a hornet go up the drummer's shorts and sting him in the nuts. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had one where I have a I have a wireless mic and I, I dropped it and it was like a giant gap between the stage and the barrier. I oh. dropped it. It just went down into the abyss and I'm just like I have no idea where this mic is. <laughs> just the song kept going. Oh, nice! So like so- I always see a security well of flashlights flashing around or it ended up rolling like halfway into the stage oh god <laughs> so yeah i think that's probably one of my worst things all right so no uh no bees stinging you in weird spots or no no i, <laughs> just, I, did, just, I did see someone get uh, a worker at warp store get attacked by like a, a swarm of hornets once so really oh god yeah it was early in the morning so they uh it was outside and they fired up the pa to like warm it up get it going and there was a hornet's nest right next to the tree with, with the PA, so when the bass started going, they started going crazy. Oh, and uh, like one of the security guys was standing right next to that tree, and they just started lighting him up. Oh man, yeah. And hornets ain't nuts. no joke. That's terrible. No, <laughs> <laughs> man. So yeah. European tour, how long does that run for? Um, I think it's three weeks. And what do you guys got planned for the? Uh, you got anything planned for the rest of the year after that, or? Uh, yeah, we're going to be home for about a week, and then we're going to do a tour in Australia with the band Polaris. Oh, nice. Any new material in the works at all? Um, I mean, record's still pretty fresh, but, you know, we're always kind of uh, writing and messing around with new things. Um, <clears throat> so I, I wouldn't guarantee any new music coming out in the next little bit, but, you know, you never know. We're always working on stuff. and uh, There's definitely music being worked on now, but, uh, you know, it's nothing official. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So you, you said you're in Florida, right? Yes. So what? why do you think metal in particular is, like, Florida really seems to have quite a big metal scene there. Why Why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, maybe back in the, the early 90s and things like that, like bands like Obituary and, you know, I think, didn't Cannibal Corpse come on the portal? Yeah, also? Cannibal yeah. Corpse, Obituary, yeah. yeah. Even Death. There's something about that heavy metal movement that started in Florida, and it's, it's just—I mean, there's a lot of metalcore bands, but if you really like dig in, there's you know one metalcore band of 20 death metal bands in Florida. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the heavy metal here is really strong, and I don't—I don't, I, I guess it's those kind of guys that kind of got it, the ball moving in Florida. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think history-wise, it's like Chuck, what's his name, Schindler from uh, Death, right? Yeah. It's just like normally, like if someone's not from Florida, if they think about Florida, they think about like salsa music or, you know, pop music, hip hop. But like, I, I remember going down there my first time on 70,000 pounds of metal and, and like learning about the Florida metal scene. I was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> There's yeah. so much metal down here. Yeah, like the, the hardcore, like it's all the thrash, it's, it's all here. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. It, it's like it's like our own little. It's like Boston, but down here, Boston's got a crazy metal thing, also. Yeah, because that's like where Unearth and all those bands are from, right? And Kill Switch yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Nice. So, Chris, if you don't have anything else, uh, I'm, I'm coming to know. my favorite part of the show. Britton, you have a sense oh, of God. humor, I hope? Because we're coming up to my favorite part of the show, which is our Furious Five. We just ask five ridiculous okay. questions. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not, you can just tell me to to go away. But usually we that's get to... Fine. I'll, I'll, no, that's fine. I'll just say pass. But it's actually... <laughs> oh, no worries. And we've had people do that. But yeah, they're just, they're really ridiculous, but it seems to be a good uh, segment on the show. We get lots of comments about it, so. Okay. The Brutally Delicious, Furious Five. All right, let's see. We'll start easy. Name three root vegetables. Root vegetables? Mm-hmm. Do I have, uh, would beets be one? Yep. Uh, potatoes? Right? Yep. No? Yeah. Uh, carrots? Yeah, that works perfect. Beautiful. That's the first, he's the first one that's ever got all three. I think you are the first one that got all three. But, uh, well, my, my, my grandpa, like, had a farm, so I, that one's not too hard. Right. So that was just a warm up. We're going to get progressively a little more screwed up here. But um, you're in Florida, the home of golf, I think, or a lot of golf courses. Oh, yeah. How many? Oh, yeah. how, you play golf? Oh yeah. All right. How many? Oh. Dim, how many dimples are on a regulation golf ball? Uh, I think it's 365. Oh, you were the first one to come that close. 336. Oh, damn. 336. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is a guy I like. Metal <laughs> and golf. I knew it was something like that. That's I great. I'm a golf addict. I'm a golf addict, and I didn't know the answer. To that no, question. you couldn't even guess. You uh, you told me I was uh, messed up for mentioning that, but you are the closest there, guy. There's a um, there's a place near where I live. It's called the Villages, and it's like an yeah. old, old retirement place. Mm-hmm. And there is like I think there's like 400 golf courses in the an entire thing. It's so big. So wow. when it gets hot, like when it gets hot during the summer, there's old people that don't like getting out of there. I can get out there and. and uh, Get tea times for fifteen twenty bucks. That's for, beautiful. You know, oh my god! <laughs> and this is this is in Orlando. Um, it's it's uh it's like Leesburg area. It's like Lake County. It's about an hour north of Orlando. Nice. I gotta move. I gotta move there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've played probably a hundred or more different golf courses in my lifetime. So yeah, it, oh, it's wow. fun down here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, Are you still yeah. cool? We got like three more. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Let's see. Um. Sorry, let me, uh... Bruce, get it together. I'll get it together. How fast can a centipede crawl in miles per hour? (laughs) (laughs) A centipede? Yeah. I'm thinking here. So, like, a millipede's quicker. Those those are the ones that are poisonous, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think they have more legs, too, so... Centipede. Um, I would say... One mile an hour? Dude, you are gonna, you are taking the record here. We've been keeping track. It's one point one mile an hour, and you are the closest on all of these so far. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so centipede, centi, one hundred, milli, yeah. one thousand. And uh, what is that supposed to mean, Chris? Well, it's metric, buddy. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. all Canadian. <laughs> we know nothing about that here in the states. Well, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> That's the rest of the world, man. We're the only ones on the message. I know, but thank you. There's a story behind this because Chris is from Canada, and so we're constantly Uh, 
Like he can't convert Fahrenheit to the centigrade to Fahrenheit, whatever. He's I'm still I'm still learning. I'm still learning. All right. In which musical key do most toilets flush? E flat, C, or F? Hmm. <laughs> we Come need on. to add a toilet flush sound sound effect here. I, so, so like most songs, I, I would say that are, that are popular, like during the key of C, and I've never flushed the toilet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's a nice note. So I'm going to go with B. <laughs> Dude, you are oh. on it again. You're going to get the uh, gonna... We're going to send you a little certificate. You've got them all except for one. Here's the last one. You ready? Okay. Well, this really isn't a, uh, I guess, a wrong or right, but what monsters scare you the most? What, monsters? Mm-hmm. Is there like a right or a wrong answer? No, there's not. This is just a. What would scare me the most? Yeah, this is just. And I also have one more after this, just because I'm being me, if you don't mind. Oh, man. What monsters? Shoot. You want to pass? Um, I mean, like, like if I was. Someone threw me out in the middle of the ocean. There was a giant shark. I guess that would definitely destroy me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't play with that stuff. No. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe a megalodon. I don't know. All right. So if if you're okay, <laughs> wait, got... wait, wait. No, go. Bruce, yeah. Can you count? Can you count? Is this now the Furious Six? No, I might. Well, whatever. It is the Furious Six because I just came across one that I love and I haven't used yet. So you're the guinea pig if you don't mind, Britain. Alrighty. Name something a man might wear a long time before changing. Um. Okay. There's a story here. I would hope it's not underwear, but I I definitely know a lot of guys. They uh, they probably wash their pants the least. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I hope I didn't bother you too much with those, but absolutely, dude. That was actually pretty fun and refreshing. Dude, I always get those uh, interviews that are just like they don't know anything. They're just like, "How was the process of the record? Where did you go?" I'm like, "Come on, guys." Well, it's funny you said that. I know we're keeping it, but it's funny you said that. When Chris and I put this together, we decided to try and not ask those questions because you can pick up any magazine or listen to any podcast and hear where the right. name of the band came from. And I get tired of asking them, so I know you must get tired of answering. So we try and make mm-hmm. it a little bit relevant. So we talk about your record or your band, but we also try and just be screwed up and and have a little fun. Well, that was so much fun, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys can have me again because I was actually a breath of fresh air. Oh, we appreciate it. That's why we call it a casual conversation with. Yeah, we just kind of screw around and see what happens. And I want to thank you for taking the time. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Hey, you do the same. You too. All right, we'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Pandolfi inviting you to check out the new season of my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, with new episodes airing now. Hearing it in that room, these guys playing this thing and trying to figure out how to play this song was mind-blowing. It's so inspiring to know there's so much more to it than you ever thought. And it just opened another door. But when people find faith because they need to, in terms of just filling a void to feel better without actually being better, that's when it becomes... A crutch, much like you know, drugs and alcohol do. Man, I don't have all the time in the world here. If I want to be a professional bluegrass musician, I felt like I had to take a very like strategic approach, just trying to get rid of the barriers and, and figure out what those barriers were. The feelings still come, and I have to reckon with that, but I think I have better ways of moving forward and not being stuck, which I think was the killer for me. Catch all that and so much more on the new season of Inside the Musician's Brain.